0: And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Controversial subjects with the facts can
2: be tense, but we are a sub here to make things make sense. Today, we are talking about outer space with Emily Kilendrelli. We're going to be talking about Emily going to space. We're going to be talking about Mars Perseverance. Also, about Starlink and SpaceX and commercial spaceflight. Where are we at? What does this mean for the future? And will humans be on Mars in our lifetime? Oh. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to know that answer. Will we go to Mars? We'll find oh. out. Oh, I would never, but someone else could go. Have fun there, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Susie. Yeah, I don't know, Susie. Uh. Susie's gonna be the first one on Mars. Susie and Percy—they call Perseverance
1: Percy. Do you know a
2: single person named Susie? Um, that is so weird. No, because I'm like Susie Shear, but like that's a store. Right? Like I guess we probably know someone named like Suzanne, Suzanne. Susan,
3: Suzanne, or Susan. Susan.
2: Tuesday when Jessica she owns YouTube. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh my God, I can't. Like if we ever meet Susan, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna Hey, Susie, Susie grabs <laughs> <from> me <cried. laughs> Immediately. Haven't you met her? Demonetized. I have met her, and like, she casually. said, "This is what she said to me after we were at a couple drinks at a party. She goes." I was number 10. And I'm like, um, I'm what does number 10? Sorry, like, did you have an aneurysm? She's like, number 10 at Google. Like, as if I was oh supposed to know. It was God. so bad. And I was like, oh, cool. And I had to like pretend that was cool to me because I was like panicking because she just was like, <laughs> I was number 10. And and I was with other people who were like, oh my God, it's so crazy you were number 10. And I'm like, what does this mean? D- okay, I feel like this happens
3: to you a lot. <laughs> didn't that also happen to you with PewDiePie? Like you you like were interacting, like you didn't
2: know who it was, and he was like, I'm PewDiePie or something. Oh yes. Okay, so that was the other one. I was at <laughs> I honestly think it was the exact same, like, YouTube trip thing when you were on Big Brother. Okay. And we went to this, like, crazy party thing that they were throwing. But it was half YouTube Google people partying, half, like you know the dance influencers are always dancing and you know you know what i mean like ever like it was like hey it, i mean no shade we're turning into dance influencers now on tiktok oh my god no shade at all but it's just like really funny because you're like yeah did, did like, google hire per- like to, like amazing start dance. dancers but then you're like oh no that's like the dance person on youtube <laughs> and so there was this guy who was beside me and was very like hunched like like, like he was just, his energy was like very low. Whereas this party, people were like on tables and right. Google was Losing like their minds. free alcohol. Like it was just like a crazy party. And I was alone and I didn't know anyone and the people who I want, like Yolanda and people I wanted to see, I couldn't find. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this guy and he had like a cool what I thought was a cool like embroidered almost like Pac-Man thing on his shirt (laughs) so I was like okay that's an in and I just went over and was like I really like your shirt and he was like thanks and then I was just like I was like talking to him I honestly thought he was like a coder at YouTube or like (laughs) just like some or even like someone who worked at the bar like it was just so I was like what's this guy's deal and I don't want to be alone and Mm -hmm. I was talking to him and he was he was like all right and then eventually I was just like so are you like a coder at YouTube and then he was just like I'm PewDiePie (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like oh my god And I was like and then I had panicked Because I was like I don't watch any people I was like oh I love your channel But then he's like no you don't you don't know who I am Anyways Oh
3: wow okay Okay, The shame (laughs) (laughs) The shame
2: Oh
1: what did we
3: learn this week Um this week I was setting up my Nintendo Wii, which I haven't played in a long time. Uh, which be- is really
2: cool. I'm like, yeah, How do you even do that? <laughs> it's
3: very nostalgic because it honestly hasn't turned on probably in maybe five years or something like yeah. that. Uh, and so we used to use it for like Netflix and like we used to use it as our primary like entertainment device. And so I was just like going down nostalgia lane. I want to replay every Zelda. But I learned something today and uh, not today, but I made a TikTok about it where... So there's a little sensor that plugs into the Wii mm-hmm. that allows the Wii mote to, like, be detected. But then I saw something online that shows, like, you actually don't need that. You can just use two candles instead. And I was like, that can't be real. But That's it was being shared what? everywhere. And so then I tested it, and it actually works. Because it. I guess it turns out, like, the, the bar you plug into your Wii is not sending anything to the Wii. It just is um it's not a sensor it's just two led lights so the wii it's plugging in and the wii is powering those two lights and then the wii mote, which also genius nintendo people always like don't believe me when i tell them it's called a wii mote. um it sounds like <laughs> someone with like a less thing remote. yeah but it's a wii mote instead of a remote um The Wiimote is, or Wiimote. No, it's like it's it's a Wiimote. What is it, a Wiimote or a (laughs) Wiimote? Wiimote. That is what is using the LED lights, or in this case, the candles, as a reference point. So it's like two dots in space, and it's able to orient itself. the
2: Wiimote's doing all the work.
3: Yeah, it's sending information wirelessly to the system. Cool. And the bar that everyone thinks, and that I also thought was like sensing where you are is literally just two
2: lights. Well, I'm see. glad you made a TikTok about it, babe. Infrared. Check us out at ASAP Science on TikTok to see if that one went viral. Did I oh, say okay. infrared? Sometimes I say that word. Like I, I said that the infrared, other day. Infrared, like a pair of infrared pants. But it's like, it's like infrared. <laughs> oh my God, infrared is beautiful. I love that. Wait, really? <laughs> I want. I would love to like gaslight someone so hard and be like, "Well, you know, that animal people... sees in sees infrared," and they'd be like, "You mean infrared?" I'd be like, "No, no. hun." Infrared. <laughs> Read a book, babe. It's infrared. <laughs>
3: Uh, anyway, I thought it honestly blew my mind uh, and I thought it was so cool to light candles and be like, this actually is controlling my system.
2: That's like meditative. bizarre. Also, now I'm like, I can't say meditative. What's happening? I'm like, a <laughs> meditative. That's meditative. meditative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like imagine being able to light candles and play your weed. Seems That's a, a little a dangerous like to have oh. them by the TV, I, but
3: thankfully our, I had them in front. Like there was enough room in front of our TV.
2: Another TikTok you have to do is lick the... New oh um, Nintendo, Nintendo, Switch Nintendo games ages. because they taste bad yeah because true. they don't want kids to eat them do that right now write that down write that down well that's go viral. What I think that, that think down.
3: everyone knows
2: and you can't experience you can't ex- you can't assume everyone knows that you're doing that after this on <laughs> okay, TikTok check okay. us out it's <laughs> on TikTok to see that one go viral <laughs> okay. what the heck did you learn okay so I am reading this book by an economist explaining the economist's the, oh, my God. Wow. It's like, okay, mm, can't speak English, but I got a podcast um, explaining the economy to his daughter. It's, a, it's apparently a famous book. His name, he's Greek, the cover, he looks like Voldemort. And I'm like, okay, so I'm learning about the economy from Voldemort. Is this bad? <laughs> but it's a really fascinating book. And so one thing that I learned and took away and was really interesting was this idea that Europeans colonized, let's assume the Americas for simplicity, there's a very like racist connotation and it's like, well, they colonized it because they were more advanced because they were smarter, et cetera, et cetera. Like yeah. people will maybe have right. that world. Try and
3: justify that like, yeah, Eurocentric views are yeah, just like, like the most advanced.
2: Yeah, like capitalism happened here because yeah. they're smart and they took mm-hmm. over. Like, OK, so that is not the case. That's that's racism. <laughs> um, and so what happened was that it was out of a necessity. So. Let's we're gonna simplify this so that we can understand. But let's take Britain for example. What happened is there was such an abundant, like a, such a growth in population at the time, and they were starving. They literally didn't have enough the food because the, because there was not enough resources and there were way too many people, and the population kept exploding. So out of necessity, they created. Farms and agriculture. So uh. it was like the push, like like any innovation, it doesn't come from someone being like, "Oh, I got an idea, I'm right. smart." It's, it's like, like, no, like, no, we're, we're gonna starving. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, when you think of the Americas or Australia at the time, it was abundant with food, and the people there were able to live off the land. There was wild game and nuts and berries galore. There was no need for them. They weren't they weren't starving to right. create these farms. Hmm. And through these farms was the first time you had a surplus, and a surplus is what created the economy and it's mm. also what created disease on mass for example pandemics and these things those because des- of farming because of like farming and population density samples. and like literally they were just wow. they were just needing to survive and and desperate so they created farms an ability to have a surplus an ability to like you know share their wheat or whatever live close by then they got a bunch of diseases and then those diseases are what end up killing everyone when they decide to colonize the Americas. oh my god it's, i mean it's dark but i was like thank you for no, that's that also, yeah, you know what really i mean like because there is such that
3: a... kind of view that oh well we um like people will say like we what do you say civilized the world you know like we actually like capitalism or like the europe went around the world and made the world just better because they, like, they, they were smart and because they were trying whatever. to help or like there's these weird mm. fantasies where it's interesting of the view it was like they had to in some ways or like had the necessity to go find more resources to take over places. It's like actually they
2: were like sick and dying and like really (laughs) like they weren't like fine and living off the land. They were really, I did see some footage. (laughs) Like it was like
3: some, I don't want to call it ancient footage. It was probably from like the late 1800s or no, it was like the 1900s early London. And you're like, these people look sick. Honestly, I know that's like I weird. love <laughs> I love picking.
2: I I'm gonna clean your window, swipe! and you're just like, oh God, your breath was awful.
3: <laughs> I know, and you know, it did make me feel like, wow, the world has progressed a lot because, like, even there, it was like and everyone looks uncomfortable, and like it doesn't look like everyone was like dirty because they're all like do it maybe it was a certain part of town it was like chimney sweeps and stuff there was like kids just like covered in dirt walking through the streets like and then they all come <laughs>
2: what a him. job it was like a tech talk or something like that yeah I know to just feel like, like a child kids who goes now the all chimney. they have to do is like dance on TikTok. it's like yeah you used to have to go shove yourself up a chimney and I mean out. like
3: in in the western world like oh, there's
2: obviously <laughs> parts of the world where children are still exploited um, very true Mitchell thank yeah. you for that realistic take mm-hmm. but also uh, um, we're gonna get into the interview one thing I said to say is like when i went and like lived in the uk i was like you guys think you're advanced and then they'd be like this is our cuisine and it would be like meat pies and i was like (laughs) this is disgusting like the fact that you had the audacity to like go across (laughs) the world and colonize it and this is your culture like oh god y'all fucked up have you ever had a meat pie have you ever had a meat pie in the morning there's like pie shop okay so
3: like that sounds so good to me other than the fact that i don't eat meat anymore i love a savory
2: ew like a pea gross vegetarian pie (laughs) <laughs> I don't
3: know. Well, in Australia, it was similar. Like they love their patties and their meat pies.
2: Hello, the colonization we just mentioned. I know,
3: but I was so into it there. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not into the colonization. Okay, <laughs> I'm into. I'm not. I'm just wow, like those dads Scottish being the really voice of reason out. to say like some. I can understand the love for a meat pie, even though I don't eat meat. Anymore. Honestly, I was just like, I don't know why
2: the hell these people got on ships and took over the world because there's not much going on here for me. <laughs> okay. Although
3: one time I went and bought a sandwich in England while I was visiting, and I asked to put mustard. in like on my ham or something sandwich or turkey. It was like some, and everyone in the shop looked at me like I was actually crazy.
2: Oh, I said, bro, I've never done it with the mustard. I think like,
3: mustard is only supposed to go on certain meats there, and, and so mustard. Maybe it's ham because I feel like that's a classic pairing. Right? Yeah, like so maybe I had a turkey sandwich and I was like, uh, mustard, and like everyone in the store was like, huh. you hear like a spoon drop. Honestly, and the guy was like, oh, you want mustard? I was like, I don't know. Yes, I love <laughs> mustard. Said, so, I want some mustard. So I'm
2: back on your side.
3: British people are fucked.
2: No, uh, <laughs> don't swear. We're about to talk to Emily's Wonder Lab, and oh, we're true. just kidding. We honestly, you know. um like Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: you, yeah, you can only drag so many
2: countries. So we got some of them on
3: side. Them. Like, yeah. okay. All right. Well, I'm that. so excited to chat to Emily. Uh, we'll take a little break and then it, we're going to have an amazing conversation about outer space. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from reaching your goals? You guys know on this podcast, I've always got some type of stress or anxiety going on or some ailment, so I can definitely relate. BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. The counseling is done securely online and is available worldwide with a broad range of expertise available, some which may not always be available locally in many areas. BetterHelp lets you change counselors at any time, so you'll always be able to get a great therapeutic match, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling with financial aid available. And not only can you schedule a weekly video or phone sessions getting to skip the uncomfortable rooms of traditional therapy, but you can log into your account at any time to message your counsel counselor and get timely and thoughtful responses just head to betterhelp.com side note to get 10 percent off of your first month and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals again that's BetterHelp.com/sidenote side note for 10 percent off your first month study time study time study time,
2: study time. Study time. Today, we are joined by Emily Calandrelli, who is a scientist, former engineer at the MIT, also known as MIT. (laughs) Half of my name. Uh, Epic science communicator, author of children's books, okay, host of Emily's Wonder Lab on Netflix, which is so exciting and we're obsessed with. And honestly, in this moment, I'm just like, Emily, like, what else do you say that you do? Because when I went on Wikipedia, I was like, this is an endless array of intense, amazing things.
4: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've been doing um, exploration outer space for seven years. That's what started my career in all of this. So that's a show on Fox about space meant for really like college aged students. And so now it's very confusing because I do the stuff for like it like itty bitty kids and then also college age level education
3: that's that's so, that's so fun though you get to like hit all the spots you're like okay yeah. i'm gonna literally teach everyone
4: <laughs> everyone i want everyone to know science
3: <laughs> um truly you're also like a tiktok star you're amazing on twitter we're obsessed with you how, like why don't you give us a bit about like how you even got into space exploration and just being fascinated by that
4: yeah so i was actually a kid that did not care that much about science when I was little. Um, I didn't know any scientists or engineers, so I didn't really have anyone to look to and be like, oh, that's what one of those people does. Um, <laughs> and so I what I did have is my dad, um, he was someone who grew up in poverty in West Virginia, and he worked his way up to bring our family to middle class. And I remember when I was deciding what I wanted to be when I grew up, I had that legacy in the back of my mind. Um, And I looked up, literally, this is how I did it. I looked up all of the majors one could major in in college, and I looked at their starting salaries. Okay. And and I learned that engineers made good money. And so I was like, I went into college to study engineering thinking, these four years are going to suck. And it's going to be like the worst four years of my life, but I'm going to end up with a good job in the end. And my dad's going to be proud of me. Wow. And that's like literally how I got into it. But when I got there, I learned of all of the incredible adventures that one could have when they study science and engineering. I traveled the world. I worked at NASA. I like lived in <laughs> China for a little while doing research. I did Engineers Without Borders and solved, solved worked on some problems in various countries. I learned not to say developing countries recently Uh, from somebody's TikTok Uh, in the majority world. I worked in the majority world and helped to solve some of the issues there with engineering things we learned in the classroom. Um, But I chose aerospace engineering because I wanted to fly on the vomit Comet which is something... Wait, wait, is
3: that the one where they... Is that, like, when they test people like so they can go out into space and they, like, pass out and stuff? Is that what that is?
2: Oh, I was like, that's... (laughs) I thought that was just getting drunk on Friday. I was like, wait. I'm like, where is this going? Is your dad proud of you that you got wasted? But, okay.
4: A little bit different. Uh, So the Vomit Comet... Is a plane that flies in the air like a eight thousand foot roller coaster in the sky. Oh. And they do that so that the people and the science experiments, because it's used as a laboratory, so that the people in the science experiments inside float weightless. Oh, and like it's to also t- the same as
3: zero gravity, like is that
4: Exactly to test oh lots of things before they go into space it's like a cheaper way to test it in a microgravity environment or weightless <laughs> environment and it's also the same way they filmed um, movies like Apollo 13 to so, get
3: them like oh my gosh were they just like going wait, up and they down they just like the launch actors the actors, like, actors up and down <laughs> oh my
4: god really they had to film it in like literally 30 second increments and so if you I didn't did get it
3: i not
2: know that <laughs>
4: You'd have to, like, redo the parabola.
2: The the actors are like, I'm vomiting, truly, all the time.
4: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, And so, yeah, it's like 30 seconds of weightlessness, 30 seconds of being really heavy, and it just goes on and on and on for an hour and a half.
3: Okay. I also was okay there's something else I was referring to and I wonder if you know if it has a special name it's like when astronauts sit in this thing and it like spins around so fast and then they like pass out it's like the gravity yeah. the,
2: gravi- the, the
3: Gs. It's a
4: gyroscope yeah oh,
3: my God.
2: Okay. yeah she's like I
4: have
3: yeah
2: they well, I
4: action. mean they have it at space camp um oh, and so God. I did adult space camp recently because I never did space camp as a kid uh and so yeah you can it just disorients you it basically just like makes all of fluid in your inner ear move every which way and so your brain like has no idea which body which way your body is moving
2: oh my god that sounds
4: fun so you've really just sort
2: of like (laughs) obliterated your body and you're like i really want to do this so i could just obliterate my body in a variety of ways
4: yeah i I like to confuse it um to prepare for an eventual space flight maybe one day
2: okay so Um, we really want to talk about we want to talk about that we want to talk about the contest you're involved in we want to talk about Mars Perseverance. We want to talk about commercial spaceflight, but before like, we do that, might we... go to space, and I just I'm like freaking about that. But, like, <laughs> wait, but before we do that, we need to talk, we need to talk about something that's more important, which is Cardi B. You are on <laughs> you are on a podcast with two gay men. Uh, so we have David priorities. Talking about this. <laughs> you filmed with Cardi B. When you posted that photo, I was like, Greg I was looked at Mitch and mind. I was like, this is the best day of my freaking <laughs> life. I have like a one degree of separation. What are you even allowed to say? Like, how was it? What happened?
4: <laughs> it was amazing. And I learned that I was going to be doing it literally like three days before we filmed. And oh so <laughs> I drove down to LA to film, because they were like, okay, Cardi B's filming this new show called Cardi Tries Something. And so each episode, Cardi is trying something new that's like outside of her comfort zone. Look at me calling her Cardi like we're friends. Yeah, 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 me
2: and C, no big deal.
4: (laughs) Me and Cardi. And so there was one episode where she wanted to learn how to basically be like a preschool teacher. And so I came in. And so maybe like a third of the episode is me teaching her how to teach kids about Science. Elephant toothpaste. Elephant toothpaste. We do this big classic experiments that I have done on basically like every live science show that I do. (laughs) Because people love that one. Um, but I didn't have all of the chemicals and it takes like a week at least for chemicals to come in from a chemical supply company and so i got hooked up from a TikToker who also does science experiments he was like i'm in the la area i have all the elephant toothpaste chemicals oh my god a little
2: like under like a little deal (laughs) being done for cardi b oh
4: it felt like to watch the text messages go back and forth i was like i feel like i would have to add some context to this right (laughs)
2: like i need i
3: need the stuff give me the the chemicals
4: Texting the producers of Cardi B being like, all right, my friend, uh, Dom, is going to be at this address and he's going to have the chemicals and it's going to be about (laughs) a thousand dollars and uh he said he'll be right outside the garage (laughs) oh my god
2: this is like the coolest thing ever i know you might go to space but this is the coolest (laughs) thing ever (laughs) so how
0: reminds
3: me of when we started asap science like uh, our only expense is like whiteboard markers at the beginning and our accountant was like they're gonna think you're running a drug operation (laughs) because you're just like." whiteboards only and then just like having money come in for that (laughs) yeah
4: yeah it it doesn't sound real but and then so when we go to film i'm on set and the scary part is that like she is filming something else before me and i can't set up in the background because i would be in her shot and so they were like okay we'll tell you when you can go set up and so i'm waiting with like all of my chemicals in the background just like waiting to go set up because elephant toothpaste can go awry like yeah. that's <laughs> that's not something you want to just like do on a whim without right, measuring you want to set it up i want to like to i want to set it up and also i don't want to be known as the girl who killed cardi b with <laughs> oh my god
2: we would not be having you on this podcast right now yeah, if you were Cardi
4: not what i want to be known as and so i'm like here in the background like waiting to bring him all my chemicals and literally four minutes before they films they were like okay and like go ahead and set up and I was like you guys don't know how science experiments work and I'm like pouring oh. all the chemicals and I have all of my goggles and my oh. I have my gloves and everything and I'm like like okay 50 milliliters okay and I like have it all set up and then Cardi comes out and I'm just like
3: oh wow. <laughs> um, you could not read that on your face than anything like you seemed so chill and so und- so you and then in that moment you met her for the first time then
4: like when the cameras were rolling oh, and i was like you guys gosh. need to i'm like sweating give I'm me some room. Oh give me a beat but then the coolest part here's the coolest part so the people <laughs> that were watching the science experiment were all kids they're all like preschool age they kids. were
2: so cute
4: they were so and cute. funny and when cardi comes out and she stands next to me all the kids go emily oh. from emily's wonder lab and cardi looks at me like
2: She's like, How do they know you? oh, you? my God, like, uh, Cardi B, move is... over one second. I'll do autographs after. OK, kids. Uh,
4: I was like, this is the only environment where like maybe a higher percentage of people in the room would like,
3: know, know you. Oh, my Cardi God. B. That is so <laughs> I like, freaking
2: cool
4: i was like you six-year-old child have never made me feel yeah
2: like you probably old. wrote off that for like <laughs> weeks and weeks yeah. after <laughs> that is so sweet okay so just like what's she smell like what's she like
4: oh, oh, <laughs> wonderful Gorgeous. like just like flowers and sprinkles and sunshine and she, her makeup was flawless like oh i've never God. seen anybody's skin look so perfect oh. and oh and of course like when you prepare for this you have all of these fantasies in your head of like, well, what if Cardi like invites me to a party afterwards? <laughs> like, what so I You're go? kind of waiting. You're lingering <laughs> after. Like, should I do? Just...
1: <laughs> Would I go? Um, oh
2: my that god, that
4: didn't happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're just hanging out with the kids after eating a burger, being like, yeah, yeah. The kids are uh, like, you want
4: to come hang yeah.
3: out with us? You're, you're like, like, yeah, I yeah guess We'll yes. just hang out yeah. yeah. here at lunch, kids. Go
2: <laughs> Well, oh, anyways, so I cool. loved it. It was so good. I love Cardi B. Now we will talk about space and things <laughs> which some people might argue are more important, but just so you know, that's where our heart is. Okay. <laughs> true, true. Um, Space. Oh, my gosh. It is the thing that
3: we weirdly are... Um, Like, we've always been, like, a drawn to, like, biology and the kind of, like, stuff we are... Maybe it's because... I don't know why. I've always felt it, like, overwhelming, scary, existential, even... Um what draws you towards space exploration just understanding the cosmos
4: yeah for me it's like i don't know i feel like it makes you think philosophically about our place in the universe and how small we are and all of these like big questions like where did we all come from and are we alone in the universe? And that's the kind of stuff that I don't know. I think about at night and it makes me feel like at the same time, really small, but also really unique and important. And I don't know that there, it makes you feel things.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I feel like that is the most beautiful aspect of it. Like sort of the, where do we come from? And it's also astounding. Do you, I think about it a lot at night too. And I, depending on the day, I'm like very, you know, scared or really inspired by it. So (laughs) Obviously I see the inspiration come through with you, but does it also ever scare you or is there just something like I'm missing or it, it is just like the mix of both at the tension that makes it so interesting.
4: Like scare you. How, how does it scare you?
2: <laughs> like it scares me because I think like, yeah, I, I kind of want to have an, this feeling like i am like meaningful in some way it makes me feel like i'm not meaningful and i and i love so many aspects of it but just like yeah like where did we come from like it's it's honestly just like death and like meaninglessness
4: that scares me <laughs> yeah out. i yeah like scary like your life is worthless i get yeah that. yeah, yeah. Uh, like
2: which is <laughs> like pretty scary and like if you say it like that i couldn't even say it out loud i'm like yeah that i'm worthless it's that the fear is that i'm worthless <laughs> uh,
4: yeah i mean i don't know and at the same time i think like it makes me feel this togetherness Mm -hmm. with all of humanity. Like if we really are the only ones out here, then there's a reason that life hasn't been able to survive long enough elsewhere. And so that means we really got to get our stuff together and make sure that we are not also one to follow a similar path and go extinct, like potentially other life forms in the past. And so, yeah, I don't know. It definitely makes you, uh, try to be thoughtful about like what are we doing as a species are we doing it right
2: yeah that's so that's a really cool way of thinking about it i like that it's like i always have this assumption that of course there's other life in the universe but why don't you just like for a moment think okay maybe there's not okay we are the only oh Mm. my god like (laughs) like okay there's a lot of interesting energy behind that and pressure to like yeah get it right that's really cool i'm gonna literally um controversial (laughs) question do we think there's other life out there
3: though
4: I think it's impossible that there's not. Yeah, right. I'm like, I, I don't think...
3: even think that's controversial. Like, of course I just is. mean, like, I, I love to dibble-dabble in the UFO conspiracy
2: theories, so...
4: I don't think there's life here. I like well, I mean, there, there's life here. <laughs>
2: Imagine, she's like, hot take. Oh, by the way, we aren't living. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, like, it's all Whoa. a
4: simulation. Yeah. It's not real. Uh, but no, I don't think there's alien life here. But I do think that there's, like, intelligent life somewhere in yeah, the, the universe. universe or some vast. form. I mean we don't know what intelligent life means. We, we define intelligent life by us. And I mean, it's a very like human centric, egocentric way to think about intelligent life, but that's all we know. And so for us, when we're searching for intelligent life, we search for life that looks like us, um, by listening for radio signals. So things like, phones and all of the technology that we use it communicates using these invisible light waves called radio waves that go spiraling through the universe at the speed of light, just waiting for anyone who might be listening. Um, and so for us, that's the way we search for life. We use radio telescopes to listen for these radio waves to see if there's any... Thing else in the universe using technology like us.
2: Yeah, that is so interesting. It's like maybe they're not sending radio waves. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> they're just yeah. like, hello. And we're like, we can't detect that. <laughs> it would be crazy though. Do you think in our lifetime, like, we'll ever
3: catch some radio waves and be like, oh,
4: This is not from humans. (laughs) This is, I mean, when I talk to SETI, so SETI stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. When I talk to SETI scientists, they say that they do believe that we'll be able to find intelligent life in our lifetimes. Because we've only really been searching for intelligent life for like a little over 50 years. Mm. Like, let's not... Of a long time and also we can only look in so many places like there's only so many radio telescopes they're often searching right. in one part one small part of the universe but the universe is vast so, and huge and so yeah i think with more time we'll find that
3: something. i know i actually i don't know if you want i was going to bring up my study because it kind of relates to that yeah do it mine's not like so much a study but i i went and did like a little um what should i say like a history of like space paradigms or the way that humans have kind of like thought about it historically. So, you know, going from like geocentric to heliocentric viewpoints, Mm -hmm. but just more recently in our lifetime, just to be like, Oh, when did some things we take for granted that we just thought we always believed or always knew. Mm -hmm. And I just like wrote them down. I thought we could just kind of chat about them. So I'll say some of my favorites. So, wasn't until 1922 that we discovered that the Milky Way was not the only galaxy. Like we, they, they thought like maybe every nebula and star was part of it. Oh, it wasn't dang. until then that like Hubble was able to say like, no, Andromeda is actually outside of our galaxy. So it's like, okay, that's wild. Like you just kind of think like, oh, they didn't know that. Um, <laughs> then 1920s is also when we discovered the universe was expanding.
2: Was oh, it... my God. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. I haven't thought about that. Uh,
3: 1965 was Big Bang Theory was like when they uh, detected cosmic microwave background radiation. So they were like, okay, we think that there was like a beginning. And this is we're picking up on the result of that. Uh, 1971, the first black hole was discovered. It was theorized before that. But I think that was like when they detected x-rays and they were like, okay, it's we have like actual empirical evidence. Um, This one freaked me out. 1980 was the first proposal of an asteroid killing the dinosaurs. Doesn't that seem weird Whoa. too? I'm just like, I grew up my whole life being like, oh yeah, the asteroid. Because you were
2: born in '88, yeah. oh, you had eight and years. So I,
3: I just kind of was like, mind. that is so weird to me. I would have thought like maybe that theory came out before that.
4: Yeah, I did. De- <laughs> I definitely would not have guessed that. I I want to talk to my parents
2: and be like, so how dumb were you? What You're did you learn? T- yeah. yeah. What did like, you think? And what happened when they were like the universe <laughs> is expanding and they told you that? Yeah, where they were. Yeah, I know. And that makes me excited
3: about the things within our lifetime especially these next couple because it's like so much has actually happened within a pretty short period of time um so let's see what else did i have here 1992 was the first planets discovered outside of our solar system that's like not that long ago yeah you know what i mean yeah like not to say that's they didn't. the one
4: that blows my mind because it's like the whole galaxy stuff that I, my mind has a hard time wrapping my brain around like, like the size of that, that? but like yeah. <laughs> knowing that for sure that planets existed outside of, the eight that we know of in our solar system. Like that Mm -hmm. is the stuff that I'm just like, how did we not have evidence for that? And it seems like
3: it feels (laughs) like it's built in intuitive to, at least if you're like taking a science degree, you're like, Oh yeah. Stars generally have like rock formations that like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Go around them. Not always, but like many do, but it's funny to think, okay, just a couple more. Um, or it was like, now we also know that there's like many thousands of planets we've actually confirmed are existing 1998 is when they realized the expansion of the universe is speeding up and that's when they were like that doesn't make sense there must be dark energy and i was like okay i still
2: don't understand dark energy so that's almost the year the titanic came out and i remember that so there you you go go. (laughs) and then 95 was when they discovered massive
3: ocean of liquid water on jupiter which i actually didn't know um and then 2016 first gravitational waves and 2019 the first Which we obviously like remember that
2: moment. Thank I felt like that's clapping. Wild. Thank you, Mesh, for that timeline. Those Namaste. were just I'm sure there were many others in between,
3: but I those stood out to me as like that's so yeah. weird sometimes where you live an existence yeah. where you just take something as Like fact, or just like that, we've kind of known it for hundreds of years when it's really not that long ago we discovered so many things.
4: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think the story that people always remember is like, remember when we used to think that Earth was the center of the solar system? Yeah. What, we're such idiots. But (laughs) now, I think that we don't realize that the things that we know today, we're going to be surprised we're wrong in the future about just like how we think the universe works. And so, anytime I've learned that um, through those historic moments, mostly anytime we have learned, we have thought that we are special. We have been wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, I we're mean, not the center of the solar system. Like, oh, <laughs> like our solar system's not the center of the galaxy. Oh, we're not the only galaxy. It's like yeah. you are not special. <laughs> <In nowhere. laughs> How
2: can the universe is trying to tell us something? Is but
4: I mean, in that special.
3: way,
2: everything is special. No one thing is special, you
3: know. And that's that's yeah. also Aww, a beautiful cute. message.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That brings us to our most recent sort of woochi chee whoo moment, which is Mars Perseverance, which you were so like, I don't know. I really found the way that you talked about it so beautiful and elegantly. Um, so yeah. Like what was that like for you as someone who actually understands <laughs> these things? Like, well, how, how big of a deal is it for like us and the listeners who might not understand?
4: Yeah. So NASA landed its fifth rover on Mars. Um, and, There have been many countries that have tried to send robots to Mars and only like 50% of those have been successful. It is just very difficult to get to Mars and then not just to get to Mars, but to get into Martian orbit and not just to get into Martian orbit, but to land something softly, not crash land on the surface. And all of those things need to work perfectly for it to go as planned and not crash into lots of flames and so <laughs> th- this um, this lander it had it's so big that they have this like very complicated sequence of events to land it that they call the seven minutes of terror and because Mars is so far away from Earth there's a, a communications delay it just takes a long time for radio waves to reach um, Earth and Mars there's an 11 minute communications delay so because of all of these things they need to happen, Exactly at the right time in real time. You can't autonomously just like use a joystick and
3: yeah. land <laughs> I it love in that. Place. I mean,
2: totally, yeah, what yeah. people are picturing, just like a little drone, like yeah. Go, like,
3: you okay, see just all like, those people it. in the, like the the <laughs> hub, and you're like, are they literally controlling it right now?
4: <laughs> exactly. They've done all of the work ahead of time, and so there's a sequence of events that happen to happen in exactly the right moment at exactly the right order, and everything goes needs to go perfectly over the course of seven minutes. Um, and it did. And when it happened, it's like, I have friends who worked on this rover. Cause I, wow. I studied aerospace engineering. So a lot of my friends have been working on this rover and to watch them, watch that it just Ugh. it makes me emotional because there if there's so few jobs where you wor- work on something for like mm-hmm. five ten fifteen years and Before then get to see scene, a like, moment like yeah. that
3: yeah that is like, wild and how much that moment is like so nerve-wracking where it's like in the last minute something could go wrong and then it's just like
2: Oh, <laughs> and it's on Mars. Yeah. I'm just like it's like it's on Mars. Okay. Yes,
4: I mean it's like it's so wild to me. Um, and so now Percy, it's that's its nickname. Percy is oh, going to be Oh, cute. I did you not know no that we Cardi, called Percy. You know, Percy. Yeah. Cardi and Percy, you know, Cardi and Percy and Percy, my two best My two girls. <laughs> <laughs> my two girls. My two best friends. Um, we we all love science. That's how we have to know each other. Uh, so Percy is searching for ancient life on Mars which is a really cool deal. I mean, talking about Life in the universe, um, but they're not searching for dinosaurs or bones right. or anything like. That. They're imagine for... they're
2: like a brontosaurus. <laughs> <That's>
4: <laughs> that would really blow
3: people's minds. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine it found something so absurd <laughs> like that. Where we if were, like,
4: it found a dinosaur, I'd, I would sign this. A
2: living dinosaur too.
3: Imagine. A
4: living dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> all those like videos. Oh my god, it's been there the whole time. Where <laughs> How have did we been? miss it? <laughs> yeah. um, it no, no English. dinosaurs I'm probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, probably nothing like that. They're searching yeah. <laughs> for microbial life. So right. like fossilized microbes, basically.
3: Does it take just samples? Like how do the scientists and researchers actually know? It's right? coming back with stuff, right? Oh, it comes back?
4: Well, so yes and no. There is some stuff that they can do on the surface of Mars where they can take pictures and do analysis of soil samples there. But the goal, and this would be just like amazing because this has never happened before. But the goal is first he's going to take core samples and then leave them on Mars for a future mission to hopefully pick up and bring them back to Earth. Uh... there's only like so much science you can put on a rover
3: one thing yeah
4: into one thing and so you can do good science but the world's scientists scientists and science instruments are back here on earth so if you Mm -hmm. can bring that stuff back to earth just i mean there's so much more science is that
3: part of percy's plan like is that part like they, Mm -hmm. they say in x amount of time we're hoping to send another thing rover to pick it up
4: it would be another mission, so that mission has to get funded, and okay. so I think everybody at NASA is like, right. come on. Yeah, because I guess
3: if this one like crash landed and didn't work, it would be like,
4: Yeah, okay, Percy's start making start a couple to... bottles
2: right. of, of sand and stuff. We're not just going to leave them there and not get them.
4: <laughs> I know. It would be so rude. that would be
2: so rude. She'd be like, "Um, hello. It's like waiting for you. Okay, this, work? Is, this is bringing us to the juicy, juicy questions we have, which is about... Commercial space flight. Okay. <laughs> we like, I want to know more about this. So SpaceX Starlink, like that's about going to Mars commercial space flight. Like where are we at with that? If we're not sure about another mission going to pick up Percy's bottles, but we're like, but, they're, <laughs> but <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to go like live there. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's just like such a cognitive dissonance for me. And I was doing some research too. like my main understanding for a lot of like what SpaceX is trying to do is like, reusing aerospace technology as opposed to having like like a one-time using like making it more marketable making it more commercial and then in that way the hope is that it revolutionizes more quickly kind of like the way we did with airplanes like what's your opinion on that as someone who actually understands these things and like where do you think that we're at and where are we going to go from here
4: yeah. So to sort of like give some context, the through the history of time up until recently, the only people doing space exploration were large government agencies of different countries, right? Those were the only people that could afford to do it. Um, and so for the longest time, it was NASA working and contracting with private companies like Boeing and Lockheed and those names that you might recognize, but it was NASA really setting the terms of the technology and operating the technology and NASA was really in control. Now, space exploration has gotten a little cheaper. NASA Mm. wants to push the envelope of exploration and, and focus their resources on things that have never been done before. And so in the last 10 years, there's been a shift to reallocate a lot of the stuff that they've been doing in low earth orbit so the easier stuff that they've been doing for years over to private companies like SpaceX. Okay. And so, SpaceX would not exist without NASA. Right, SpaceX, like they needed the,
3: like, the technologies, the research that NASA- The liked.
4: contracts, the right. money, like that's the, <laughs> like they would not exist without NASA contracts. Okay. Their business wouldn't be possible. Is, right. um, And so they rely a lot on government contracts to make their business model work because space is still very expensive, even though the cost has gone down. Um, And so now NASA is working with um, SpaceX to shuttle astronauts and cargo to the International Space Station and low Earth orbit. And they're working on that. Um, And now because SpaceX owns and operates their own vehicles, now they can sell those rides to private space to Tourists or billionaires or other people who want to go to space, um, or companies that want to get their satellites in space and things like that. And while NASA at the same time is focusing on bigger things like mm. bringing the next man and the first woman to the moon through right. the Artemis program. Mm. Um, so that's the kind of the layout. That's right so now.
2: interesting. So the, the like competition that you are involved in. Where you're trying to get people? What's the name of it? Yeah, again? what is it? Expli- Inspiration explain that actually.
4: Ah, for- uh, yes, Inspiration for. So uh, the billionaire who has purchased a ride to space is Jared Isaacman. He has his company is Shift Four Payments. It's kind of a payment system that you'll see at like lots of various businesses, brick and mortar businesses. Um, I recently saw it in a hotel, um, and so he bought this trip to space, which is very expensive. And he donated, at the same time, he donated $100 million to St. Jude. Now, he wanted to use, he wants to use this contest to raise even more money for St. Jude. And so, he's giving away the other three seats on the rocket. Okay. One is going to a St. Jude ambassador, which has already been announced. One is going to, um, it's kind of like a raffle To people who have donated to St. Jude, you just have to donate like $10, I think, for one raffle ticket and you can donate up to like a thousand and then that's like the max limit of raffle tickets. Um, So you can't just donate like a ton of money and then win. (laughs) (laughs) And then the fourth seat is the one that I am vying for, which is the entrepreneurial seats. Um, And so you had to submit a video on Twitter of your inspirational business story and say why you wanted to be chosen to go to space. And so that that is what I have done. Oh, my
2: God. I'm so excited (laughs) for
3: you. that they are just going to choose someone from that? Or is it um, like Yeah, like how can people help out? Like
2: how how will it help you? Like is it through Twitter only or –
4: yeah. So it is, it's judged on four main criteria. One of which is its viral ability. So people sharing each other's videos, right. like is that, that helps. Okay. That's, oh yeah. I mean, that's like, that's one of the big pillars I think. And of course, cause I think these people are trying to use it as a way to promote, to promote. Yeah. the contest so of course they want it to be shared a lot um and so yeah there's a lot of really great people who have so applied so what is your but,
2: twitter handle yeah. just right now so people can just go do um, it um
4: it's at the space gal uh the contest is over on sunday so i am not sure this will oh air no in
2: time. okay we'll shout it out more And and you know what you know what you can do you go on twitter and you just type in to these people and just say, I know that it, it ended last Sunday, but so you know, I'm still really hoping for At The space
4: yes. hey, on Sunday, <laughs> yes. are they
2: picking someone or that's just as long
4: as- That's just when the, like, like I think submissions the, the submissions are in. Okay. That's so the deadline. the People could email, views, people, could still retweets, people could put pressure, people could put pressure. Even after Sunday, okay? So That's go. exactly right, because that's <laughs> yeah. when the judging starts. Yeah, exactly. Because now there's like lots it of famous judges important. that are, um, including Mark Grober, Oh, I to, think I saw him
3: tweet you being like, um, I'm one of the judges. I'm a judge. And I was like, what?
4: Um,
2: oh my
3: God. Okay,
4: back- so wait. Have are I the ever told you how to smart him? you are, Mark <laughs> Rober?
2: <laughs> wait, so who are, who are the others? Like, who are the judges? I didn't even think about that.
4: Um, Mark Benioff of Salesforce. Um, and then uh, there's two others that I have forgotten, but. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So there's so there's, a, there's like a
2: team.
3: Oh, my
4: God. So so
3: when does that happen? Like, when is that scheduled for? Or is it just kind of up in the air right now?
4: They have (sighs) said by the end of the year. And I, like, I don't.
3: What? Well, it's like, get out of here. I you
4: can. Wild. That's that's not, no way. Like, in my head, I'm like.
2: crazy. So, okay. Like, oh, my God. Going from a pandemic to just like, no, I'm in space. (laughs) I'm like, I just said, (laughs) like, that is wild. Is it? Like
3: you go into space and then just like float out there for a while or are you going to the space station or?
4: You would just go around the world and they, they don't know how long the mission is. Okay. But it, like I've heard something like three to four days. And so wow. you would just circle the earth like I think it's, what is it, like 16 times a day. Um, and so, wow. yeah. Greg, would you would... do
3: that? Like I, No. Not, not like five. <laughs> I just mean in
2: general, like would you go to space? I'm so scared. Nope. No. 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 I'm fine Greg's on the ground. I hate flying. flying. I hate You're flying. Because right? I, <laughs> yeah. I actually thought. No. Myself, I love I it like, for you. <laughs> I love this look for you, Emily. <laughs> I don't
3: know. if... I, I think I would, but maybe I'm too scared right now. I don't know why. Like, there's something about it that feels. But it would be—you'll never ever forget that. Obviously, if you do it. Into oh yeah. One I mean, I know why
4: people. it's super dangerous. Like, I might die. <laughs> oh I my go. god!
2: Imagine after all of this.
4: Like, know, I've already thought like of the letters I would write my daughter before I would oh. get on the rocket, oh, just oh in gosh. case. Like, oh I, this, my god! I don't think people. I, I, like, I'm sure a lot of people who are applying know this, but like, this system has only flown humans successfully like twice.
2: Oh my so, God! Now wait, I'm like, are you part of a really? problematic contest?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there are. I mean, what does that people mean? do it's risky only... things all the time. Yeah, so. yeah, like
2: drive a car. <laughs> Truly, like drive a car, or
4: like jump out of a plane. I mean, there are things. Yeah, yeah. This is an extreme sport. This is right. the most extreme sport that you could do, and I do- think it's important that people know that when they're yeah. taking that risk. Yeah. I would be taking that risk for the people who see themselves in me of to course, go. Yeah, because like. For me, I'm from West Virginia. We've never had a West Virginia woman go to space ever. And so like Appalachia has been having a really hard time the last like few decades. And I think that if I could go to space and just do a statewide tour of West Virginia and tell them how, like for the first time ever, a West Virginia girl reached the stars like that. Right. Think of how many people that would would change.
2: My heart's a flutter. Okay, question, we're
4: not- This is probably like a thing that maybe some people know, but like West Virginia is number one in the whole country when it comes to the fewest percentage of people that believe global warming is happening. And so I would love to use this experience to show them how fragile our planet is, how thin Mm -hmm. the earth is. It's like a perspective you can really only see when you leave the planet and i think that powerful story would be really helpful to kind of change hearts and minds back home
2: okay you got it down emily i really want (laughs) you to go to space i'm gonna i'll be and then a few years i'll run for
4: senate and then we'll just we'll turn the seat around
2: (laughs) i don't even know where west virginia is so sorry (laughs) we're canadian we're canadian that's my excuse i have a rough idea actually i don't um i'm like where's virginia it's west of it Yes Okay Good I feel so bad saying that out loud to you Because I just you just said there were struggles I mean
4: there's a lot of states I there don't are know a lot, of
2: states And it are. really is like
3: I, I know where the I shouldn't say the main ones Obviously we know where like California, New York and Florida I, know where, the, I, know, where the, I know where Alaska, it, Alaska is Because it's like you're
2: in Canada Like what are you doing? But a lot of the middle <laughs> ones I just am like Hey we never have to learn
3: them in school Because we're Canadian I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings um, Do you know where Alberta is?
4: Oh yeah no Okay. Good. Yeah,
3: oh right, thank okay. god. Oh, god. The,
2: the yeah, that... no, you duped us. When I mean, you said yeah, I, I, was, I was like, like I thought you were like uh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: no. No, I don't I like I'm horrible at geography. Okay. Good. I love so how I you just either.
2: had to defend yourself by no. throwing <laughs> one at her. Where's Alberta, Emily? <laughs> I
4: didn't I, I'm sorry.
3: I didn't mean yeah. to do that. I more meant like I hope it's like you're not so offended at we <laughs> Like we're both scumbags. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay. I uh yeah. what was <laughs> I going to ask? Like uh uh oh, why So there's only been two person missions in like, what does that mean? Is it because they've only done it so many times or has it failed a bunch of times or what does that mean?
4: Oh no, no, no. So it's been, they've been working a very long time on perfecting the cargo aspect of the rocket of their Falcon nine rocket. And that's been going extremely well. That's the one that you see when you watch the rocket launches and it, comes back the booster yeah. comes back and lands on land like that's really cool so and that's yeah, what makes done spacex
2: kind of, kind of unique right is that they're like instead of it being like single-use plastic vibes <laughs> it's like they're trying to be like we can bring it back we can bring it back and, it and that for some reason is new is that
3: new
4: yes okay yes so uh, traditionally you would launch a rocket into space and then throw away the entire rocket
3: wow which, i didn't know that either but and other than like a shuttle that would come back later
2: or like does or- it land in exactly. the ocean or whatever okay.
3: Yeah, like like the shuttle,
4: the space shuttle was partially reusable. um, But the traditional rockets, those long skinny things with the capsule on the top, like they you would throw them away. They would be garbage. Um, and so as you can imagine, that makes space flight really expensive because the analogy that's always used is that if I flew from California to New York and they threw away the plane (laughs) when I landed, like (laughs) ticket prices would would be a lot (laughs) lot higher.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. So I see that's like, that's sort of the mantra of SpaceX and like how they're like, we're pushing space flight and it will be cheaper because those rockets are now going to land safely and we're going to reuse them.
4: Exactly. Part of it, at least. And so they've like revolutionized the space industry by perfecting this. And now it's forcing all of the traditional players that have been in this industry for a long time and weren't forced to innovate really at all to start innovating and Mm -hmm. making things a bit more efficient.
2: Interesting. Okay. So, but then, but then it's like, we're gonna go to mars and i'm like okay where is that like when's that happening you know what i mean i'm just like we like <laughs> the seven minutes of terror okay have fun with that one when you're in it when a human's in it yeah
3: what yeah. do you feel about I that i mean it
4: like musk talks a lot about mars and i i i, I don't that's not something that i see happening for a very long, yeah, very no. long time. It's just, it's so expensive. You would need NASA. You would need probably multiple government agencies involved. It would have to be an international collaboration. It takes just a lot of political will and just a lot of cash mm-hmm. and things like that take time. And so not only does it take all of those things, but it has to exist over administration changes right so oh. you'd have to have someone to like, be
3: like a agreeable goal and not that everyone's pushing towards it regardless of like political changes
2: oh my god exactly S- speaking of humans and like like are we doing it right it's like okay, good luck with that one it's like administrative like you have issues within countries let alone like know, more than one country countries. trying to wow yeah
3: do you it's, think yeah. in our lifetimes it will happen
4: Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, it. I definitely. Wait, what? I definitely you do? do? Oh my god! Send, send Humans to Mars? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh my god, that's so.
2: My brain just did a loop de loop. We're gonna live
4: like, so long. We've got like seventy <laughs> more years. Come on. Okay, you're about to <laughs>
2: go on a death mission potentially. So you know, hold your breath. I'm kidding.
3: I'm I kidding. may not be around to see.
4: Yeah. It. <laughs> I'm
2: kidding. Wow, no, that's really exciting. Like
3: that will be a really wild moment if that happens. Like we'll all oh, be yeah. glued to. Oh our my TVs. god,
2: we're gonna as my gay ass is gonna watch Grimes livestream a concert from Mars, are you (laughs) kidding? Oh my God, you're right. That's my my dream. Is that what she's planning
3: right now? Of course, I'm
2: like, I'm always like, what's going on with this Grimes Elon Musk thing? I'm like, for sure in the back of her head, she's like, girl, I'm just, I wanna do a concert from Mars, it's it's my brand. And we're all just sitting here being like, are they in love? It's like, no, she wants to do a concert from Mars.
4: I am up for the long game. <laughs> yeah. and, and do you think
3: just in terms of like commercial space flight, like kind of what you're like, um, trying to get out and do, do you think that will become much, much more common in our lifetimes as well?
4: Yeah. There's multiple companies that have been working on it for a very long time. The other one that I love is Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic has a space plane that has been flying trips to space. Um, and they're trying to do, um, missions where you would experience weightlessness really for like five minutes at a time mm. um, and then come back home. But it's a $250,000 trip, Whoa. which wow. is like is, is expensive, but, but um, in the grand of money, scheme like, of things, <laughs> yeah. like, like the SpaceX launch, I mean, basically this contest is giving away like a $50 million prize. That's wow. how much it costs
3: right. yeah, to, to go, go into space. So it's wow. like,
4: and, and the difference is, is that the SpaceX <laughs> one will actually go into orbit. Around oh, gotcha. the earth and then be up versus there
3: for
2: days. The Virgin Galactic is more like an up down. It's like a up <laughs> An Sub-formal,
4: intense version yeah. of
2: what you talked about earlier, the G force thing.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And so that one's really cool. There's been lots of famous people that have already bought tickets, like Justin Bieber and Katy Perry and Ashton Kutcher and Angelina Jolie. Just Angela like Lee tentatively,
3: or it's like they have actually booked.
4: I, from the data that I have heard uh the evidence wow. i have heard is that they have actually physically they've bought tickets okay. um and so and this is presumably
3: I mean, all my just god. like thrills right like just to be some yeah. of the first people who get to like go up in a rocket into or like into like you
2: know, oh my god justin Disney Bieber and katie <laughs> very battling out for who's gonna have their first single being like They're the perspective all... of space or like yeah. whatever i chris like, hadfield's like i already
3: did it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: um, oh my god is this so helpful thank you yeah
3: i have i have one more question uh <sighs> that's kind of like not controversial and you've talked about it online is what what do we think about people kind of asking the question what's this all for you know you're, if someone has to pay 50 million dollars to go to space we just spent a rover to land on mars for what when we have so many problems on earth and poverty on earth and and like i know you've talked about it a bit yeah. so i just wanted to bring that up
4: Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's like a valid question, especially anytime we're spending government money on this stuff, because then it's like, okay, that is we should always be asking whether or not that's being used efficiently. Hmm. Um, And so what I always say is that NASA, we don't realize how little money is spent on NASA in comparison to other things like the U.S. spends like 11 trillion dollars on like defense and fighter jets Yeah, like the wars
2: and submarines and stuff, yeah. We know, we're from Canada, we're like, like... hey America, like what's going on? (laughs) Do you need all those battleships? (laughs) But anyway.
4: Exactly. (laughs) And we're always pointing at NASA being like, NASA, come on. Right. And so NASA only, they only uh, give NASA about a half a percent of the federal budget and Mm. they do quite a bit with that. And so when we send a rover to Mars, it's not like we are shipping money to Mars that money is being spent here on Earth for Mm. really great science and engineering jobs to support Mm. families here back on Earth. Um, But at the same time, in addition to all of that, like the reason we are sending a rover to Mars is to help answer two of the biggest questions that humans have ever asked. Where did we all come from and are we alone in the universe? And I think it is inherently worthwhile to try to work to understand our place in the universe because that is what makes us human.
3: Yeah, wow. Yeah, That's it's so, so true. Cool. Like that is truly what anyone who looks at uh, like a space, when you can see the stars on a good clear night, I think everyone has that moment where it's just like, what, <laughs> why are we here? Is there something else out there? And I do think that is truly a fundamental question that is worth yeah pursuing and it's poetic and, and
2: inspiring like it can yeah. lead to so many things that you could never tangibly be able to yeah i think that's a hard thing like that a dollar so of much of
3: like the edge of science research leads to so much um progress here on earth as well right like spending that money may not seem obvious that like okay it's going into a rocket ship how does that help me but like the the like invention of computers and the like there's so many aspects of just like creating technology that probably started with nasa or like probably started somewhere in government research that and i think you said it best once you were like it doesn't both things can be true like we can invest in things here on earth we can uh like take care of people and we should and we can do space exploration at the same
2: time yeah
4: exactly and i I think the big like cognitive dissonance here is that people think that like the problems that we have here on earth would be solved with more money. Hmm. And the big point is that the bottleneck with a lot of these issues is not necessarily more money. It's political will. It's not that we, don't have the money to solve them it's that we choose not to um and so pointing at nasa and being like hey nasa that's a really good point because
3: people often like say that like like we could feed the whole world right now if we want to like there's more than enough food on the earth for people who are there are kids going starving in parts of the world but it's the problem isn't that there isn't enough food it's like it's a much bigger interconnected problem and i um, but
4: i see how it's like frustrating mm-hmm. to be like we've spent all of this money to land a robot on another planet and i can't get health care or yeah. my electricity is crap and nobody's fixing it like i i see how that you see yeah. that and you're just like and
3: it definitely didn't help that it was so happening at the same time yeah. as like the texas crisis with electricity and the snowstorms and stuff i'm sure people were just like yeah. what the hell um, yeah exactly but yeah no space is so cool it's so fascinating um Do you think like, so obviously you're like an amazing science communicator. Do you see your life, like, do you still use your like aerospace engineering in your life Mm. practically, or do you want to be somebody who uses your voice to inspire others? Or what do you see yourself Mm. doing in the future?
4: I mean, not day to day. No. Like, I mean, I, I think I, I use my education practically in the sense that I just learned how to learn and I learned how to efficiently answer questions, um and so now i just use that same skill set to help others learn because for me i was like what i think other people would consider a slow learner and it takes me a while to really grasp something And so I keep myself in mind when I'm trying to teach others and Mm. try to explain it in a way that I would have needed it to be under, to be explained so that I could have understood it. Um, But like when I was pregnant uh, two years ago, I designed and built a high altitude balloon that sent my ultrasound to the edge of space because I thought that (laughs) sounded fun.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, I love that.
3: So sometimes I use
4: it.
2: (laughs) Oh
3: my gosh, that's so good. All right, wow. Okay, that is like so smart I wish I could do that we don't have oh, any yeah. practical skills like I that like we're it.
2: purely me theory. trying to do that with like a helium balloon is like a like, bursting like me like, trying to tree.
3: literally put a picture frame up I'm like yep can't do it <laughs> <laughs> like, I, can, I can read but I <laughs> no practical sense in anything <laughs> <sighs> oh man well I okay I want you to make sure people know where they can find you like you have a killer TikTok that we're obsessed with it, are all your handles the same in different spots or let us know where people yeah. can find you
4: yeah, it's all, all the space gal on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all of those Do you feel really places. epic that
3: you got that name and like everywhere you want it?
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, that was, I was so like, my nickname was always MCAL, Emily Calandrelli, MCAL since high school. And so originally I was MCAL space gal and I would tell people this and they thought I was saying like I was a cow, like <laughs> Cal the space gal. And I'm I was Cal like, <laughs> I should change that. Yeah. So. Shortened it.
2: And watch Emily's Wonder Lab on Netflix. Yes. Oh my Emily's gosh. Can't wait. Lab on Quick little touch on that. Like,
3: what was that experience like? For anyone who doesn't know, Emily has an amazing Netflix series. That we
2: don't have kids, but we still yeah, love watching I still it. I watched it. And I got
3: my like my uh. my niece is like obsessed with me. I was like, I know her. And she was like, oh you know, like gosh. I was like bragging to my niece. I was like, I'm friends with Emily. <laughs>
4: Like I've been pitching science shows to major networks for a very long time, and I have been getting lots of no's. I mean, that is just the the what this business is like. It's just getting shot down all of the time, and just having to get back up and keep pitching different ideas. And so, when I went to Netflix with this idea, um, and then they called a few months later and said they wanted it, like I cannot tell you the tears that were shed. <laughs> Well, it's when so I got
3: that good because that's the so other thing—you have to pull so it off, so and you, you yeah, did like it, such a great it's, job. It's so well done. It's such a good show. You're so—you could good get on to camera. that point, and then it could like flop, or it could be just like not what you wanted oh, to be. I but know. obviously, and it I mean, all came it, together.
4: It like you just—we worked with the right people that we all had the same vision in mind, and it just—it's one of those things where everything seems to come together. And I was also like when they told me yes. Um, they had just learned that I was pregnant. Like I literally just launched my balloon and they saw (laughs) (laughs) my ultrasound from space. And they were like, so um, should we film this before or after the baby comes? And I was like, I don't know what it's like to have a baby.
2: (laughs) Oh my God.
4: (laughs) I hear it's hard. Um, So let's, (laughs) let's film this before the baby comes. And so that's why I filmed it Nine months pregnant wow. because I was just so nervous to ha- do it afterwards. Um, but yeah, glad but that's that so cool. It I feel like a it's lot fun. of
3: people really resonated with that, and that was like an amazing thing. That I don't know, but certainly a lot of women were just like connected to that. Oh. And, and little like that.
4: girls, little girls would like. I get messages from little girls that were like, "I am so happy to know that now I can be a mommy and a scientist." Oh, I'm like, oh my Aw. god. Uh- that's wow. cute That is so
3: That's good really yeah. okay oh. You should you, Okay Like looping back To the beginning of the podcast I'm sure your dad is proud <laughs> Of all the things you've done And are continuing to do We're so proud of you I, like. Yeah we, we love you We've only known you For a little while But like honestly Just as an internet friend Like so proud of you So lucky to know you And so excited to You know hang out Once the pandemic's over And we can all Yes space, uh, Safely hang out in space
4: uh, <laughs> And like make huge fans Of your TikToks I mean You guys are just like, I love that you're kind of getting outside of the ASAP uh, brand a little bit. I think it's super fun.
3: Yeah, we get a
2: lot of comments of like, this is very different than the YouTube channel. (laughs) Unhinged, some might say. I like it.
1: (laughs)
3: Thank you you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, We're so excited to see what's next. Everyone, please go check out Emily's video on Twitter um, to make sure that you're signal boosting that. Get her to space. At the space gal. I literally cry if Emily goes to
4: space. (laughs) Yeah, I I will too. (laughs) Thank you. Well,
3: uh, for everyone listening, uh, hashtag Side Note Podcast if you want to chat with us. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.
4: Bye. Bye.